podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. As we look ahead to the Fantasy Premier League game week 29, it's a big double game week. Um, we're going to also use the international break to take stock of the best players since the World Cup. Um, we have two videos in this series this week. Do have a look at the one we did earlier in the week around defenders and goalkeepers. Um, this one, we will focus on the best midfielders and forwards since game week 17. Um, so, um, yeah. Oh, particularly excited by these because these will be probably where we put our captaincy for game 29 and beyond. My name is Joe and joining me is fantasy football scout writer Mark. Mark, how are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yep, yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, it's been, oh, feels like ages since we last saw each other. Um, so, um, uh, uh, th- those in the know will know that we probably recorded them at the same time but um what we do is we i reckon we're going to move swiftly on and have a look at the uh, midfielders um best midfielders since the world cup this is um sorted by expected goal involvement non-penalty um so these are the best ones since the world cup these are the ones we should have been investing in and there'll be a few familiar names in our teams but some players here that we haven't really been investing in so let's have a look here um yeah top player is de bruyne 39 points so in terms of fpl points not the best but in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement non-penalty he is the best he's only got three assists and one goal um but he yeah statistically the best um 12 million though it's too it's been too much isn't it it's too much with de bruyne yeah he's, he's dropped in price a few times recently but it's, it's, it's still too much and it would for a lot of people require a whole new structure there are lineup in terms of premiums, and uh, I think both De Bruyne and Mares were benched. Was it against Crystal Palace? Yeah, possibly. So even even De Bruyne isn't uh, rotation proof. No, he's had nine starts since the World Cup. Mares had eight, um, but Mares has scored four goals, five assists. He's second on this table. He's had sixty-one FPL points at seven point four. So those that have went with Mares over De Bruyne. Well done. I think I, I went for De Bruyne uh, early on, but I did get rid of him pretty quick. I moved him on for um, Salah, I think, at one point this season. And the, I'm not going to go back. I can't see myself going back there. Um, Man City do have a double coming up. Do have double doubles coming up. Um, so there will be an interesting team. But my instinct would have been De Bruyne so to go alongside Haaland but probably Mahrez now wouldn't it I mean but with, as they get into Champions League further I just don't think he's going to start is he well Phil Foden has uh, come back into proceedings again so that that's sort of directly impacted Mahrez and the problems of Foden earlier in the season when when he was randomly benched for like four games uh, that, I think that's put people off him, but it's, it's potentially what's going to happen to Mares as well, yeah. especially with the Champions League. So it's a real shame, though, because I absolutely love Mares as a. If you could guarantee a run of games for Mares, um, you'd be straight in the squad. But Pepper Red. Um, Rashford, he is the player that we possibly all didn't go for after the World Cup. Um, but certainly in pretty much most active managers' teams now, 7.3 million. Class a midfielder. Um, he, he is the main goal threat at Manchester United. 94 points, the highest out of any midfielder in our list. 
Um, it started 11 times, 10 goals. It's almost a goal a game and a couple of assists. Minutes per expected goal involvement just below Mares and De Bruyne. Uh, but same general ballpark at 138 uh, minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, where do you go from here? I mean, I guess the question with Rashford is, um, yeah, I mean, he's technically injured at the moment. He might come back, but is it who you pair him up with? I guess it would be Fernandes if you were looking to really invest in Manchester United's defence, uh, attack rather. Yeah, he's, he's become too popular to the extent that you can't really benefit from, from his goals unless you've captained him. Mm-hmm. And depending on how this, how real this England injury is, he'd probably be a leading candidate for captaincy mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. this double. But yeah, he's my, my, my bus captain. But uh, apart from in a week where you're not captaining him, yeah, maybe Fernandez. But he comes at an awkward price, really, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, next up in this is McAllister, five point five. He's only had thirty-two points, so it's um, you know about a third of what Rashford's got. But um, he has scored a couple of times. His starts there is, is low just because he's come back from the World Cup, uh, which he caused one. Um, but he has scored a couple of times. He has got an assist. And he has, it's not a massive overperformance there because in minutes per expected goal involvement, he's supposed to have been involved in a goal every 138, 142 minutes just below Rashford. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, he's in my team. I mean, I, I, I think he relies on a bit more than penalties, but he was, he was, I think even in the cup game against Grimsby, he was pushed back a little bit. Um, so is that always a fear with McAllister that, that he might be used in a deeper role? It's always it's always the fear, um, and you probably know more about uh, Brighton than, than me. But um, when when he's doing so well in that advanced number ten position, it, it almost feels like why why would you change that? Yeah, um, he's uh, been since he moved to that more advanced role in game week twenty three. No player has a higher expected goals. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's a stat to go in there. So I'm pleased he's in my team then. Um... So yeah. he, there is that wow. danger, but he's doing so well. Yeah. But Brighton as a team yeah. are real full place contenders. Mm. Like as a Newcastle fan, like I think Newcastle and Brighton are competing yeah. more yeah. full place. Well, um, next up on this is Salah, twelve point eight million. He's got a tricky f- a double in game of twenty nine, but but uh, fixtures coming up uh, look good. Um, um, 72 points as well. So quietly he's been backing up those points. Um, uh, and of course, um, when everyone dumped him on the, the game week 26 wildcard, the, the, the now infamous wildcards, um, when Liverpool did so well, um, he, he, he racked up a haul there. Uh, 12 starts, you know, nailed on, five goals, four assists. Um, yeah, he's, he's, I don't know, is he, are you going to get him in for this double? Or, I mean, do you th- can you see yourself with Salah in your team at any point? Um, certainly not for the double because don't just don't have the number of transfers to do it. And, and going forward as well, it's it would mean probably assuming Haaland does come back in, it would mean ditching Kane, which to be honest isn't isn't a bad shout really, but it's probably just going to be free hits thirty two yeah. for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I think I think it'll be the same for me. I just think the way the structure, uh, the pricing is very kind. Um, um, but, I, you know, I can't I can't have Haaland, Salah, um, 
Fernandez, you know, etc. I mean, it's kind pricing, but it's not it's not insane. Um, next up on the list to to highlight that six point six million is Martinelli's second best midfielder after Rashford in terms of FPL points with eighty points. Started thirteen times, totally nailed on. Um, he there was one game where he didn't start. Um, but it was said to give him a breather. So there's really been no danger um, to his, his starting place. Uh, it's eight goals and an assist uh, minutes per expected goal involvement of 150 minutes. Uh, it's just behind Salah. Um, lots of people are going to get rid of him this week, though, aren't they, for the double? Because he hasn't, doesn't got a double. But I wouldn't, I don't think, if I had him. As someone who played uh, Gabriel and Odegaard for their single game week, when they've all at Fulham, it's just, it's just proof that... <laughs> Single game weekers can easily yeah. sell and outscore, and Martinelli's one of those players who you know he, he could totally just score twice in a game easily. Yeah. Um, uh, Cerebia at uh, uh, Wolves um, is showing showing his class there, five point five million. But 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 arguably with a terrible side in Wolves, <laughs> uh, nineteen FPL points, uh, six starts, had a goal and just one goal, but promise of so much more. Um, I don't think people are going to go there. But Chelsea Sterling, they might. Uh, 9.7 million. I think Fernandes at that price range is probably going to get the bulk of the interest. But if you wanted to be different, Sterling is with his five starts and and goal. So it's the risk of minutes. But it seems a bit more secure for minutes now if he's, if he's fit. Um, could be a differential. Yeah, I think it's it's really difficult to find a way into Chelsea's midfield. Uh, there's just not really much there, so from a fantasy perspective, so still it's probably the, the better option. Um, yeah. but as you say, the the price being so similar to Fernandez that will cause a bit of a debate because Fernandez himself will be semi-differential. So I don't know, Sterling. There's just so many players there, um, with Chelsea that he could rotate with. Um, um, but it, it's it's the cheapest he's been. For seasons and seasons, isn't it? So when he was at Man City, he was he was a premium, premium player. Absolutely loved him from a yeah. perspective. Would love to be nostalgic and go back to that. Uh, just before I get to the other two, just reminder to everyone to uh, do press that like button and do do subscribe if you're not subscribing already. Also, all our videos uh, are available as podcasts. We mentioned that at the beginning. Uh, we've got a little logo on the on the uh, the thumb f- uh, for the YouTube video as well to show you there. So we, we upload them all as podcasts. So if you want to have a listen there, you can. Um, next up is March uh, for Brian. So. Y- y- sort of the comparisons there with with McAllister as in a, you know a mid a, you know a very good value Brighton asset but McAllister 32 FPL points uh, March 75 he has played many more games um but uh, seven goals I mean he's completely transformed under Zerbi um Matoma's not on this list but he's the one that catches the eye but it's March is the one that actually seems to be the most improved in getting the points. He's not in my team, and I, I sort of wish he was, but kind of more. See, in, in your team, which which Brighton mids have you got at the moment? Just Mitoma. And again, that's another player where... Get, get well, another one, get another one. Well, yeah, that he's owned by so many players that there's almost no gain from, from Brighton, yeah. which is not a position I want to be in. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a chance that maybe... McAllister comes in for okay. Odegaard, perhaps. But uh, yeah, but, but 
when you look at the underlying stats of those three right midfielders, they, they, they've all sort of got a couple of areas that they're best at, and yeah. Mark seems to be good for creating chances and stuff like that. But I don't know what, what's your opinion because I think was he goalless for a couple of years until yeah. But the thing is, I'm because because I'm old and uh, and I'm sorry much. Even though I still think of him as young, I remember when he was in the under, got a call up in the under twenty ones for England. Um, he's always been good, and he's always been a utility player that you can play anywhere really on the wing. He could play at full back, he can play uh, wing back. Um, you know, he can be called on in more centrally. But you know, it's where he's playing on the wing at the moment. That he's excelling, but it's Deserby. He's just completely taken him under his wing, completely transformed him, um, and that is where um, you know he's really excelling. I think. Um, and so I think it's real. I think he's always had that talent. Uh, I thought he looked, uh, he was great when he played for England. Um, and he's, um, I was very, I was surprised he wasn't given a call up actually this time because he is one of the best Brighton wingers at the moment on form. Um, yeah. but I think he's, I think he's always been talented. He's always been hard work. He's got great attitude. Um, I think after his game against Liverpool, I think he was seen out one of my friends' local pubs in Port Slade. Um, which is a part of Brighton that um, Brighton and Hove um, that people don't, a lot of people don't know about, <laughs> but it's um, yeah he was out there you know he's he's a, he's a local lad um, I like it I, I, I can't yeah he's he's exactly like because we we had Dan Byrne and you've you, you've got now and you know he was sort of allowed to go freely because he really wanted to play for Newcastle but I heard him on the radio talking about being a Newcastle fan it's really nice isn't it when you get these local players who are really into their team. Uh, yeah. Marches like that for me. Watching Burn and Longstaff around the sort of cup final mm. weeks was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. They, were, they were very meme-worthy. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, it's very good there. Um, so last midfield on this list is Madison who creeps in. Um, he featured uh, earlier in the week and had goals imminent uh, ta- uh, video, but also in the assists imminent table that's on there. So he's got goal threat, mostly from outside the box at the moment. Um, not a lot of shots inside the box, but he's a lot of goal threat there. We know about his free range kicks uh, from distance, but he's got the assist threat as well. So minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, uh, 163 minutes, um, which creeps him onto this list here. So he's one of the best midfielders since the World Cup, despite only starting six times. But he has scored a couple of goals in that time and a couple of assists as well. So he's getting those returns. I mean, I mean that's what I would look at there. So he's only got his 28 points, FPL points. But in terms of starts, just six. That's pretty good, actually. Two goals, two assists. I mean, he's my vice captain at the moment. Um, yeah. is, he, is he in your team or in your thoughts? Yeah, he was he was well carded in in twenty six and then played him over a Matoma Hall, so that one that one hurt. Um, so it was nice to see him get an assist at the weekend. Okay. The pictures really are that that's probably one of the best doubles out there this week. Yeah, that Leicester have, and I think the theory was that when they signed Tete in January, that would release Madison from out wide and enable them to- the Madison. Unleash the Madison. And <laughs> those stats kind of suggest that there is logic to that theory. So I'd be very happy to just take those points now, please. Okay. Um, let's move on to the forwards. Um, this is, um, what have I thought of this by? Uh, 
It's very similar metric as well. Yeah, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. Uh, I've got that there. So once again, lots of familiar names. Got a few um, sort of injuries as well and a few players that have lost their place. But nevertheless, um, good to show them up here. Niketia, um, you know, he's injured for a little while, uh, but he is the top rated uh, forward since the World Cup in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 107 minutes, four goals and two assists across his nine starts. Pretty good, but I'm going to sketch over him because pe- people aren't going to invest there because um, he's not he's not available. But Nunes at Liverpool, 37 points, nine starts. Frustrating, but he started to get the goals coming now. Three goals, two assists, 8.8 million. Um, yeah, was, it, it plays at 32 when... Some people might be free hitting, um, but yeah, and got a double coming up. I mean, if you don't want to really invest in Salah, Nunes, he looks like probably the next best to get in, wouldn't you say, at this stage? Yeah, he's he's, he's been quite the, uh, he's had quite the season from an FPL point of view. He's, he's so frustrating to all the times, but uh, even if even if this international knock mm. that has seen him withdrawn for Uruguay, even even if that's just one of those classic tactical injuries. Uh, you, you, there is the increased competition now that mm. Jota and Firmino are back, but at the yeah. same time, Liverpool really cannot waste any match from this point. And yeah, Darwin is in their first 11. So yeah, he's a good option okay. uh, when, when fully fit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, Ian Acho's next. He's lost his place, hasn't he? Um, I was, was, do you, I mean, not that you're privy to what goes on at Leicester, um, but um, something's gone on there, hasn't he? Because Ian Acho always looks good when he plays. When he's not even getting the minutes. Even Jamie Vardy, who's about 100 years old, is getting in ahead of him. Yeah, and, and Dakar has had the last couple as well. I think over the season, Ian Acho's only twice exceeded 75 minutes so when he does start he, he always gets subbed off as well so it's um it's it's really frustrating because his price is really good 6.1 yeah. and i think we remember a couple of years ago when when he had that late season burst it could have been that again but uh there's just too much uncertainty unfortunately okay harlan's injured um He's not in many teams. Well, I say he's in quite a lot of teams, but he's not in not in my team. <laughs> uh, but he will be because um, I don't want to go without him for too long. Um, he's joint joint highest on this table in terms of FPL points, but just below Nunez, uh, Darwin Nunez and Niketia in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. Um, yeah, 13 starts, 10 goals, three assists. Um, it's a goal involvement a game. Um I don't know what more could be said about Harland. He's the two hat ricks in the past week. Yeah, five goals in, in in Europe and in one match, and yeah, just uh, have a plan to get him back in if you haven't got him. <laughs> Put it that yeah, way. totally. The uh, only question is, will he be back for for the immediate game week, or yeah. whether this this minor well, issue really is? Well, I'm I'm going to go without him. <laughs> After me saying that, I'm going to go without him in game week twenty nine. Um, and I'm going to take that risk. I've got Watkins and Tony came in 
Um, whichever scores highest, I'll claim is the Haaland replacement. But basically, mm-hmm. those two came in on a wild card, and Haaland went out. Um, and I'll plan to get him in game week thirty. So I, don't, I, don't, I hopefully he won't play twenty nine because I won't have him. Um, yeah. Next two is the Newcastle strikers. So as a Newcastle fan, I will ask you about them. Wilson and Isak. Isak looks the best in terms of FPL points. Thirty four. He's cheaper. Um, 6.7 compared to Wilson's 6.9. He's had four starts, but had four scored four goals. So it's a goal a game. Um, Wilson, however, five starts and he's only scored once. Um, has Isaac overtaken Wilson? Will, will we see Isaac start every game now that he's fit? He's, he's, he's definitely first choice for the moment. And just like several other teams, Newcastle only have the league to focus on now so there's, there's no real there's no rotation of other competitions it's, it's purely about securing full spot and yeah Isaac he's been involved in 86% of Newcastle goals while he's been on the pitch mm. this season so um, yeah he, he's got the shirt and it's it's his place to lose really okay great um, yeah I uh, those that got him in the last game when he um, scored uh, hauled points wise uh well done um yeah he's one one to keep um uh, we've got tony in this list as well um he minutes per expected goal involvement non-penalty every 146 minutes um he's had six goals uh and uh 62 points so he's been a great asset to have but he's got uh he's one away from a ban in terms of yellow cards and he hasn't got a double he, he sorry he has got a double but it's a pretty bad double um and people are going to be looking elsewhere. Um, so, I, I mean, is it worth mentioning him? I mean, I think I think people will be looking to move Tony on probably soon, won't they? Yeah, because he's got two separate sort of mm. bands on the horizon. But the thing about Brentford is, though, that they did pick up an away win at Man City and they did get a draw at Arsenal. So that, that trip to Manchester United... Yeah. Um, isn't necessarily a bad fixture, but certainly wouldn't be a reason to buy him right now. Um, you, you've got him, possibly keep him until that tenth yellow comes. But uh, okay, yeah. Okay, Tony's ninth on this list. Ninth best forward since the World Cup. Felix and Havertz are seventh and ninth respectively. So very close there. Um, in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, they both um, have it. It's 167 minutes, uh, goal involvement every 167 minutes, whereas Felix 145 minutes are marginally better. Uh, but in terms of FPL points, um, Felix has, has managed 22. Not bad, actually, across seven starts. Havertz, uh, 51 across 12 starts. Uh, Havertz scored four times, uh, assisted once, and Felix has just got those two goals there. Um, people have moved towards... Ha- there was a week or so where everyone was going, oh, get Felix, get Felix. And then everyone's going, get Havertz, get Havertz. Um, then Felix has scored again. People are still sticking with Havertz, but which is the best? <laughs> well, that's it. Last last week, I know on, on Scout, I did an article on Watkins versus Havertz and it was only writing the last paragraph that I was thinking, well, why, why not Felix? Yeah. <laughs> sort of like player of the month sort of thing going on here so yeah Felix or Havertz the, the same price in the same team yeah it's yeah, so, yeah. Havertz seems to be on penalties yeah I think that would probably sweat it for me if I was going to go for one but if I have Felix I wouldn't be ditching put it that way um mm-hmm. 
Next, uh, you mentioned Watkins there, uh, 7.5, uh, 69 points, uh, FPL points since the World Cup, uh, 12 starts. So he's nailed on seven goals, three assists. There's lots of reading, lots of reports uh, from the Villa camp that about his, you know, focusing on his finishing and his positioning and really, really thriving under Emery, isn't he? He's, um, he's in my team and uh, I, I think he may stay there for quite a while. I mean, he's not doing anything to make me want to get rid of him at the moment. Watkins, one one of the surprise best strikers since the World Cup, I would say. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I've sort of been burned by Watkins a few times in the past. Sort of, I, th- I think he's different now. Like with March but, under De Zerbi, I think he's. Yeah. I, I see a different player. Since yeah. game week twenty one, he's he's top for xG and on target. So, okay. um, so it's not just. The goals, the stats to go with it. He, he does look transformed. He's got a top class coach now in yep. in Emery. So yeah, the, the, people are looking for a way. If they haven't already got Watkins, he's certainly a way out of Tony yep. or Kane, for okay. example. Okay. Um, next up, Ferguson, four point six million. Um, so young, so good. Uh, he's going to be uh, an absolute star uh, of the future. Um, but he's already a bit of a star, really. Three goals across his five starts. Whenever he comes on as a sub, he tends to score as well. Uh, so it's, or, or look, sorry, look threatening as well. I mean, it's per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 182 minutes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he looks good for third, third Brighton player. I mean, it's just the, the I mean, uh, Welbeck's um, getting on a bit <laughs> and he's his main threat, really, but... And Indav can replace him. But I, I think Ferguson's a good good option for people. Do you think he starts one of the two? Yeah, I don't think he starts both. Um, but I think he starts at least one. And I think... And he's the kind of player I don't mind as a sub. I'd take 20 minutes of Ferguson against tired legs against uh, many others uh, up front. But, yeah. As I say... In terms of team structure, it would be really interesting if if you did want to have room for Salah mm. or Fernandez or something in midfield, having Ferguson as the third striker. Um, that's a, really good, that's a good point. To bench boost would would be it's kind of spot on, really. There's none of the strikers under six million particularly have any appeal except for Ferguson. As you Definitely. say, he looks an absolute star. In the yeah, middle. I mean the next one on this list, sort of price wise, is six point one. I see in Acho, we've already talked about him. I mean, he, he's not signed, but he's not the kind of player I want on. So he could come on in the last minute or so and not do anything. Whereas Ferguson, I, I don't mind as a sub because I know he's going to get at least 25 minutes or so. Um, and finally, finally on this list, um, he's actually joint best in terms of FPL points, um, which reflects how nailed on he is with 13 starts with Haaland. Um, he's had nine goals and three assists and minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 183 minutes. Is Harry Kane. Um, in my team, um, and in many teams post World Cup, post sorry Wild Card, sorry, um, um, I I'm keeping him, and I I feel I I hope by the time this video goes out, um, Conte's gone at Tottenham. No disrespect to him, um, I, and unleash the cane. I, I he still he still got it. It's one of his best seasons, I think, in FPL. Yeah, his first half of the season was sort of under the radar because of Haaland, but his. He went on an incredible streak of goals in the first half of the season, but he was barely touched, really. But he's he's continuing to tick along. He's never really 
apart from that haul against Forest, it's it's never really more than sort of six to eight points. But uh, you can't really turn your nose up at that. No. It's steady, and he's he's FPL royalty. So yeah, it's, there's nothing wrong with his one fixture when everyone else plays twice. His one fixture at Everton mm. is just as good. He, he'll outscore a lot of popular yeah. double players, probably. Yeah, of course. I think Everton is second favourite team to play against Leicester, being the first. I think he scored the most against Leicester, second against Everton. I remember a particular game where I captained him at Everton on a Saturday lunchtime. And he scored a brace and one of the goals was this absurd cross that went in that I, that I think even Harry Kane was claiming it, he didn't intend that. <laughs> but I didn't mind because he was my captain that day. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, moving on, we just want to have a look at the best attacks, just to remind ourselves of the best teams since the World Cup in terms of attack. It's Manchester City atop um, uh, with uh, 27 goals, but expected goals were 29. So they're top for expected goals. Arsenal are just below them with 28 expected goals, but they've scored many more. Uh, Liverpool just behind them, uh, 24 goals they're expected to score since the World Cup. In fact, scored 19. Manchester United pretty much on, on par what they're doing. They're expected to score 22 um, goals and they've uh, in fact scored 21. Uh, Brian over Albion. Uh, expected uh, next on this list so the fifth best attack since the World Cup uh, which underlies why we've got all these sort of players like Matoma in our teams uh, 21 goals are expected to score uh, they've in fact scored 23 as well so marginally marginally over there um, uh, overperforming but I really wouldn't take that in terms of like overperforming get rid of them um, it's still a really good attack there so um, th- these are the teams I think that that Apart from Liverpool that we're really focusing on at the moment, you know, with Haaland and, and the Arsenal mids and Brighton mids, they, they make up a lot of our team at the moment. But Liverpool could be the surprise package that disrupts that, do you think, the template coming up? Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, certainly some of the other teams like Chelsea have been quite low score and Newcastle have been quite low score. And so Liverpool, it's just a shame about the pricing really because Gakpo and Darwin do come at good prices but there's just a slight amount of uncertainty there which which could put some off but yeah. as a team we've just seen what they did to, to Man United um, sorry to Man United fans um, 7-0 that, that could be they've won 9-0 this season 7-0 yeah. Yeah. you just don't know when they're in the mood for it, it, it could yeah be I'm um and also, as someone who owns Salah when they play Manchester United, hooray, and also <laughs> when they play Bournemouth, oh dear, um, it's that lack of reliability. Um, I, I I trust Haaland at City, I trust the Arsenal mids, I trust Rashford at Manchester United, trust the Brighton mids uh, and their attack. Um, Liverpool, I, don't, I just don't trust. They've lost my trust. Sad. Totally. They're, they're, they've not been too great on the road. No. Uh, that defeat of Bournemouth. Well, maybe that could indicate there is some reliability there. If they're if they're away, don't bother. But uh, at home, maybe. Um, okay, Mark. Thanks so much for joining me. Just a final reminder to people to do press that like button and do subscribe. And the reminder that all our videos are available on podcast uh, shortly after they are broadcast. Uh, Mark, good luck in game week twenty nine, uh, and good luck with the rest of the season. Um, thanks a lot for joining me. Thank you. Good luck.